everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. And welcome back to Screwballs, the podcast. This is uh, your host, Jake Gallo. I'm still here, still alive, I'm still kicking, and co-producer, Mr. Brian. Hello! Welcome. It's been a little while, guys. It's been a little hiatus here. We had some uh, life issues happening. We had uh, graduation. We had a celebration of life. Just a bunch of other stuff. Some uh, moving and shaking. You know, life takes over at times. You got to do shit. You guys understand. So anyway, we're back. And uh, thanks for tuning in. What's been going on? What's been going on in life? There's been a lot of stuff. Had some comedy shows and uh, those worked out. The last one with Eddie Pepitone over at Namba Arts in Ventura was great. Had a great turnout. Um, Bit of a weird incident, Brian. You were there at the show. Yeah, I thought it was good. But yeah, de- definitely different though than the normal Eddie Pep shows we've done, right? Yeah. And why was that, Brian? There was a, a, a heckler that decided to do this to one of the comics where he was giving him the light. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know that I would call that guy a heckler. <laughs> yeah. So much as just a fucking prick. Yeah, he was kind of a. He was kind of. Well, he was a dick. Okay, when I walk. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. When I walked into the fucking place, this is this guy. If you're this guy, don't go to comedy shows. <laughs> yeah, you well, got no fucking business there. Go to a town hall meeting. Go get drunk and do some key kickers with your fucking tough guy friends. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I done some time in prison, man. I'm a real dude. He was one of those fucking dudes. He was, dude. Give me a fucking break. Right when I walked in, you know what he said to me? Right when I walk in, oh hey, nice to see you, my friend. I'm glad you made it. That it's cool. Thanks for showing up. And he goes, oh, this is a friend I brought, and he's with this that chick, his chick. First thing out of his mouth, he goes, he's all serious too, stone faced, and he's all looking at me. He's all so. Yeah, you're going to make me laugh? He's like, I don't laugh easy. And his chick's like, yeah, he doesn't laugh too easy. <laughs> I hope you can make him laugh. He doesn't laugh at nothing. What the hell does that mean? And I'm like, so why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Why are you here at a comedy show if laughing is, I want to see if you can really do your job. Like, that's not why we're here, fuckface. Why don't you bail? Like, that was his attitude. I, all I said to him was, I was like, well, if you like self-deprecating jokes about my dysfunction then yeah you'll probably like it but i don't know i can't guarantee anything have a good time you know he was obviously already kind of buzzed and then uh yeah he got it's funny to me that tough guys like that that call everyone else karens and sheep and like fucking sissies are the ones that get offended in comedy shows right (laughs) like he got that was the problem right he was offended because some jokes came up about jesus dude yeah you're at a fucking comedy show, tough guy, and you're getting all teary-eyed about a joke about Jesus. Didn't his chick say something like, don't talk about Jesus? I was like backstage. I couldn't like fucking hear. Is that what happened? Yeah, it was something along the re- religious lines. So the comedian grew up, you know, he was uh, Palestinian. And, um, you know, he got into that, started making jokes, and um, then he brought up Jesus, and that's when they got pissed. Mm-hmm. And don't joke about Jesus. Don't jo- is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, something like so. that. Don't joke about Jesus. And his chick's out. I don't want to change the subject. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think he even said to him, I didn't catch hardly any of it because I was backstage. Like I said, so I, when I came up, it was dead silent. And he was staring at it. And the room was thick as fuck. Like, it was not good. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And I just see Ramsey staring at him and going, <laughs> Really? Fuck you, man. And I'm yeah. all, oh, shit. And I'm all, what's happening? I was on the other and side of the room real- and I saw that. I was like, let's go. Yeah, I was, I was like, on the other side of the room, so it didn't matter to me. 
Yeah, I just so I was like, oh fuck, okay, he's gonna destroy him. But then I realized this wasn't like a heckle. This guy was just being a drunk, racist yeah. fuck. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, dude. And so it kind of fucking made what it was though is like most comics you can you can just handle that. You fuck with them. You kind of whatever, dude. Fuck you, and you can either go back and forth or you can just ignore them, tell them to fuck off, and whatever. And usually at a place like there's security. Yeah, the fact that he was waving his light in the back of the thing, like, again, I was backstage, I didn't see that. If you do that shit in a comedy club, they'll remove you. Yeah, The fucking bouncers will come up and say, you need to leave, get up and get your shit. We didn't have bouncers there. This is like a community art collective. (laughs) The main person wasn't there. I was like trying to host and it's like the third row. It's like this guy wasn't going to leave. He paid. He was probably going to start some shit. Like I was like, this is going to be weird. What it is about that is most comedians and us can handle that. It's what it does to the crowd. Mm -hmm. The crowd that paid to come have fun is now feeling very uncomfortable. That guy doesn't realize that because he's a narcissist and it's all about him and his points of views, even though he's at a fucking comedy show. <laughs> right. Anyway, the show was fucking good beside that. It was but good, it just, yeah. it just, you know, it was a curveball and, you know. Well, this is screwballs. Yeah. Better yet, we were trying to hit fastballs that night and someone threw us a screwball and it was, you know, reverse curveball came in on the hands, couldn't do anything with it. Is it a split finger? What are you going to do? <laughs> It's all right, because Pepitone hit a slam in the bottom of the ninth. And, oh, he crushed it. So anyway, uh, yeah, we had that happen with comedy. Uh, some other good stuff going on. Um, what, what what else we had? Uh, baseball. What's been going on in baseball last few weeks? We got. Um, I want to. I want to bring something up that I that I brought up. So if you guys remember earlier uh, in these episodes, if you've been a uh, a uh, subscriber or you just tuned in anyway back in some of the episodes i claimed juan soto was uh, overrated overhyped my point was it's not that i don't think he's good he's extremely good but is he a superstar is he like a fucking perennial like all-star like besides the fact that that's like a voting thing seriously like he doesn't, he had two really outstanding years when he was younger. And everyone's been, oh, he's just had, last year was really fucking average. Mm-hmm. He turned down a $500 million contract and he ended up hitting 242 with like 24 home runs or something like that. And like 62, 69 RBIs. Like, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's not, you're not a superstar. Like, you know, you're not hitting over 300. You're not hitting over 30 home runs. You're not driving in over 100. That's what a superstar is to me. And this year, was, oh, he's getting ready. ESPN, they always hype fuckers up, right? Any chance they get on social media, uh, TV, anything to hype up Juan Soto, they do it because they did it for so long and they realized that, yeah, he's not really panning out. So he went five for five the other day and they were like, Juan Soto starting to heat up five for five. <laughs> he is hitting 273 now, which is, is okay. Uh, you know, last I, year he was hitting 242. 240, yeah. So he's again though. We're talking five hundred million dollars. You're you're giving that out to a guy. And it would be different if he hit two seventy and he had ridiculous power numbers, but he doesn't. Mm. You know? And he's on a good team. Like last year, dude, he was on the fucking nationals half the year. He sucked. There's no one really around him to like really make sure that he's going to get good pitches to hit and he's got a good eye anyway but you know what i'm saying he's in the middle of a really good lineup fernando tatis jr who's back now and by the way is way better than juan soto that's you guys want to know that fernando tatis jr blows fucking juan soto out of the water it's not in pure raw talent 
Yeah. It's not even fucking close. Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. is a bonehead, I think. He's a little bit, he is. <laughs> yeah. I like him though, talent-wise. Like he's, he's exciting great. to watch. He's fucking good. Juan Soto's boring. He's fucking, seems like he's on fucking quaaludes every time he's in an interview. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, we just like to play baseball. And he, he's just so fucking boring. And he, oh, he walks a lot. Oh, fucking cool. Let's promote that guy, dude. He's fucking boring, dude. I'm sorry, but he, he is. is. Fernando Tatis Jr. is way better. And Fernando, look at their numbers right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. compared to Juan Soto. Yeah, dude. Fernando Tatis, like, he missed a month. So Soto's got a month on him in the season, and their numbers are basically almost identical. Almost. Tatis has, like, maybe five less RBIs, and, like, and and fucking Tatis has one more home run than him. Mm-hmm. And what's Fernando's batting like 290 or something? Two, 286. 286. So it's not too... I'm just telling you, dude. Fernando Tatis Jr. is like the one that they should have be looking at. Everyone going like, oh, he just did get paid out. But yeah, dude, he's way better than Juan Soto. I just don't buy the Juan Soto craze, dude. Whoever's going to pay that guy 500 million plus is going to fucking... <laughs> that's like the next bad deal compared to like you know what 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 the rangers did with the grom yeah the diamondbacks are still in first place i said that shit too i said they you keep an eye on them because they i don't know how good they'll be but they have a lot of young good players and they're in first and they're still in first and they're mowing teams down and they're the real deal they're i don't think they're going anywhere it's a pretty close race for first, though. You got no, three it is, but I'm just telling you. Did you expect the Arizona Diamondbacks like a, a couple of weeks before the All Star break to be in first place, yeah. like in the National League West? I think everyone was thinking Padres, and then Dodgers, and then maybe Giants, but they weren't thinking Diamondbacks. Yeah, Padres aren't doing too good. No, they're not at all. Giants fucking won like eleven straight recently. They're on a tear. They're back in it. Makes it fun for Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So it's going on. But uh, I just mentioned Jacob DeGrom. This is another one I want to talk about. Do you guys remember when I was saying all this shit about how DeGrom's a bad investment back in episode one, two, or three? Something like that. Because he had been pitching. Texas signed him. He's going off. Like every time he's out there, I think the last time we brought him up, he had just come out of a game like maybe a month and a half ago or something. Mm-hmm. month ago. Because... Something was wrong with his wrist. He had thrown four no-hit innings against the uh, Royals, if I remember correctly, and was mowing them down. And he left just suddenly with something wrong with his wrist, so they said. And I'm like, bullshit, that's the forearm. That's not good. I bet you DeGrom doesn't even make it through this three-year Texas contract that they gave him because of something going to go wrong with him like it always does. Jake the glass. I fucking said that. And guess what, guys? You know what happened? <laughs> Guess what happened? Brian, do we have it? Renowned surgeon doubts Texas Rangers ace Jacob deGrom surgery recovery. And yeah, did you even know he's go he's headed to have a second Tommy John surgery? Man. In like 3 or 4 years or four, I don't know how many. Point is, I knew this was going to happen. The Mets dodged a fucking bullet there. Like, Texas was like, oh, we got him. It's like, everyone argues how great he is. It's like, he's not, though. He's great when he's healthy, but that's part of being great is, like, maintaining your health, being durable, reliable, and he's not. 
Texas got fucked on that one. They're doing really good, but DeGrom's gone now. And that renowned surgeon said, he's like, hey, this isn't like, it's this is not looking good for him on the full recovery. Like he's going like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like, how many, how many, is this his second Tommy John? But he had surgery on something else too. I don't know. Second Tommy John is not a good There's thing. There's so many, how many players do you know that could have been great, but injury like fucked him up? Who was that guy that pitched for the Mets for Matt Harvey? He pitched for the Mets for a while. He was like the Dark Knight, and then he had some sort of thoracic, thoracic, some fucking nerve damage or something like elbow deal, and he was done, you know. And he he seemed to be going up. You, the Dodgers had a guy back in the early two thousand late nineties, fucking Darren Dreifert. That guy was great. He always had issues. He he got sidelined, you know. I got the Mets, dude. Verlander's in the toilet. Scherzer sucked. He had a good outing his last time out. I saw that. But like, you know what I mean? They're relying on these dudes. And then what about this uh, forkballer from uh, Japan that they were all excited about? What's going on, Mets? You guys suck, dude. You guys talk about that. Can, no, really, dude. Dodgers have had more injuries than anybody I know, and they're still hanging in there. What's the, what's the Mets fucking problem? Kodai Senga. Whatever, Kodai, nothing. Whatever. The Mets suck. <laughs> ghost Fork. Yeah, Ghost Fork. You're a ghost pitcher on a ghost team, dude. No one <laughs> even knows you guys. You guys still in the league? <laughs> Buck Showalter sucks. I'm not convinced he's a great manager either, dude. I'm just, you know. What's our old pal up to? What's our old buddy Lenny Dykstra up to? You guys ready? Should we check in with Lenny? Is it time for Lenny and the Mets? It's time for Lenny and the Mets, baby. All right, let's roll it. All right, guys, been a while since we checked in with our favorite New York Mets alumni, uh, Philadelphia Philly alumni, <laughs> scourge of Orange County, California, and now the fucking terror of the East Coast over in New Jersey, Mr. Lenny Dykstra. You guys have been paying attention to the news lately, submarines, submersibles, the word sub has popped up a lot for mm. obvious reasons, so we thought we would... See what Lenny Lenny Dykstra had an incredible run in with a sub, <laughs> not a submersible, uh, you know, vessel, not a submarine, but like a sub sandwich. Um, it's pretty fucking comical. And we found this video. You guys are going to die. This shit was killing me. This is why we love Lenny Dykstra. It's not just what happened. It's the fact he fucking filmed it and put it <laughs> out there for everybody to join in with. That's This is why I love this guy, dude. No he shame. does not give a flying fuck about what you think. Because, like, this is what happened. See if you guys pick it up here. So Nails uh, coming at you from... Uh Behind New Jersey Mike's my damn big jar thing I go. What's up? Check it. Do you just hear him? He's in he's behind a New Jersey Mike's. It's not Jersey Mike's. <laughs> you know how it goes with old disgruntled people. He got so he's behind a Jersey Mike's, right? Did you hear this? Yeah. And he took his teeth out of his mouth because of the sub. It was too too rough for him to eat. He couldn't eat it with his teeth. So he took them out to eat the sub. For whatever fucking reason, in the Jersey Mike's, and then he put his fucking teeth down on the wrapper of the sub. And when he finished the sub, apparently, he didn't think about it. He crumbled it up and fucking threw it in the trash and left and came back when he realized, oh, fuck, I don't have my teeth. And now he's with some dude named Big, Big John. John. Who I don't think works there. He, he's not wearing a Jersey Mike's outfit. He looks like a fucking dude that Lenny's like, hey, help me. He was just eating there, too. Guy was just fucking <laughs> eating there after fucking cleaning toilets all day. And Lenny's like, hey, help me find my teeth in the dumpster. So he's 
in the back of a Jersey Mike's looking through the dumpster. But there's someone recording his him. fucking teeth. And that's what I'm saying is the best three part. people back there. The best part is not that Lenny lost his teeth and they went in the trash. It's that he went to find him and felt it necessary to record <laughs> it and put it on Twitter or whatever. Like, hey, put this on film, Big John. Let's find my teeth. Here's my favorite part of this scenario. How long was it? Because they don't just take the oh, trash yeah. out right away. Lenny had to have left and been cruising around and then was like, yeah, I need to get laid. I'm going to go talk to some chicks and probably went to look for his teeth in his pocket. And he's like, fuck, where are my teeth? He misplaced his teeth and then had to retrace in his mind. Where the fuck are they? Oh, man. So this is hours later that he's back there in the dumpster looking for his teeth. Oh, my God. Nails, the teeth... I took him out because the sub is a good sub, but it's kind of hard. So I, I left him in the restaurant and whatever the mics and mics. they're here in that dumpster. And me and Big John are going after it. Big and John, guess what? nails never fail. So teeth will be back. <laughs> I nails out from somewhere in New Jersey. <laughs> wow. Nails out from somewhere in New Jersey. Nails never fails. The teeth will be back. <laughs> Give it up for Lenny Dykstra, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Lenny Let's Dykstra. Lenny. That's fucking great. Dude, I love that whole scenario right there. He fucking left his teeth in a Jersey Mike's and they got thrown out and he had to go back. This isn't his phone or his wallet. This is his fucking mouth. He's like, hey, I left my mouth in your restaurant. I think it may be in the dumpster now. He's all pulling through like fucking subs and like condiments and soggy bread fucking pastrami pickles fucking people's loogies looking for his fucking teeth and he had to go in the restaurant first and be like hey have you guys seen any teeth have you guys seen my teeth (laughs) (laughs) hey man i'm just looking uh, oh did you lose your phone they're all giving him a box oh here's the lost and found probably the trash (laughs) he's like hey i found him it's a pair of those fucking teeth that you wind up and they like fucking (laughs) chat he's all fuck yeah winning player man got him back here's what doesn't make sense to me he said the sub was so hard <laughs> so he took his teeth out i don't understand how that. did they how does that work like it was easier to fucking Maybe cut into s- the sandwich with no teeth <laughs> but he stuck. said it was hard wouldn't you want your teeth in for that i don't know lenny i don't know the dynamics on the teeth <laughs> fuck apparently neither does lenny <laughs> That's so hilarious to me, like leaving your fucking a piece of your body somewhere. That's like like my dad. We'd take him somewhere and he'd take it. He had like a prosthetic leg from the fucking knee down. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like leaving, wheel him out of his wheelchair. Like, oh, fuck, did you get your leg? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, my leg's back at the house. You need Big John. <laughs> I love this guy. I'm with Big John. Who the fuck is Big John? Look at this guy. <laughs> he is big. Look at that guy, dude. I'm here with Big John. You guys know Big John. Everyone knows Big John. Big John's the muscle in the neighborhood when you get burned on a drug dealer. (laughs) Yeah, so so speaking from Jersey Mike subs to other subs, you guys been watching, uh, I think, Brian, is it time? Oh, I think it's it's time time for, it's time. I think it's time that we go into our segment. Let's go into uh, In the Dirt this week. We're talking about, we don't have to always be baseball. We're not talking about submarine pitchers. We're talking about uh, submersible fucking crafts that kill billionaires. Let's get into In the Dirt this week. Let's go. 
if you uh, haven't been living under a rock lately and you're here on planet Earth, is that where we are, Brian? You're all well aware yeah. of the failed submersible mission that happened en route to sea. Probably one of the boringest fucking <laughs> things I could possibly imagine going to witness. The wreckage of the Titanic. First of all, just to start, I have to ask the question, what's the obsession with the Titanic wreckage? Can anybody tell me logically, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> We've seen drone, basically, or water, water what are they called? The ROVs. ROVs, which is what, Brian? Um... Uh, Remote operated vehicle. Fuck yeah. Uh, he got it. Look at that. Nailed the fucking acronym. Nailed the acronym on that. I was like, was that Roe versus Wade? What is that? Roe v. Wade? What did you call that fucking thing? Um, but anyway, we've seen footage on those things, right? And it's no different. The 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 viewing fucking port itself, the little the right. window was smaller than like a fucking TV screen. Yeah. And you're all cramped into this little sweaty minivan. It's not like you can touch it. You can't. You're, what are you looking at? You're looking at old, rusty iron sitting on the sand. Yeah. Wow. Look at. There's where a bunch of fucking millionaires sank. Like they did. I. I don't understand the fascination with going to see the Titanic. The it's thing, probably the dumbest fucking thing I can possibly think of. The only thing that I can think of is it, it was the labeled as the unsinkable ship. Because of the the bay doors in the engine room, where they could be basically compartments that won't sink it, but they scraped the whole fucking thing on the side from the iceberg and it nailed I, three. Yeah, well, I have you know this sub was real similar, the submersible to the Titanic in the way they fucking sold it. Like right. this thing's invincible; it can't sink, it won't implode. Blah 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 blah. This shit, right? No, really, it's really ironic the way they did it because. They said that the they I guess they didn't spend the extra money on the Titanic to air tighten the side of that that compartment that you were saying uh, and basically it was supposed to be watertight like nothing was supposed to get into it and it took on a shitload of water really fast. after it hit real fast like it that shouldn't have happened and it totally fucking like they said they sold it as this is unsinkable yeah. and it absolutely they they fucking botched some safety shit to save money and it fucking ended up killing them and carbon fiber was uh, a big part of it and that was never that's never been tested underwater yeah, uh, I know. For, for the correct pressure. testing method for that, like a hole like that, for the for the pressure. Same with the, you know what I bet, my guess is what happened, we'll get into this, is that the, the window is what gave. Oh, yeah. They never, they never certified that window for even 4,300 feet, which is like Navy or something, like That's what the right. naval does. They never even that. certified it for that. They just assumed it would withstand three times as much as that. It's so crazy. I mean- this That's like a fucking- su Okay, so basically, you guys are well aware, five- millionaire billionaire fucking morons went on a suicide mission that they wanted the whole world to watch that's what it was if you know anything about submarining the dangers behind it uh, and they're just fucking off major safety uh, protocol going ah we're we're being inventive you know we're fucking uh what did the guy say he's being praised as like a fucking rule uh, breaker 
as a rule breaker and a and a what? A maverick. He's a maverick. Like yeah. he was like the like fucking Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Like no, this guy was a fucking. He was a lunatic. moron. <laughs> he was so a fucking. Lunatic. He's like, hey, you guys all. Hey, all you rich friends of mine, you want to come die together in the bottom of the ocean? Like it's almost like a suicide mission. They had who the fuck gets in that thing and goes like, you know, there was no way to get out of it. They like welded them inside of that fucking they, they, thing. They bolted him. Bolted them in. With they're what kind relying of solely on help from the outside world. <laughs> oh my god, I it's can't crazy. think of a worse fucking expedition or a worse way to die because nobody really knew that they imploded yet. Which, if you really think about it, is actually a, probably a best way to go because you don't even know what hits you and you're gone. Yeah, you know, I'm white, but it's it's typically <laughs> it's typically dumb rich white people shit. Yeah. Skydiving, swimming with sharks, fucking you know, all that crap, all that fucking crap dude zip lining over fucking canyons at like, least in the western world fucking free solo like that dude alex honnell i'm gonna just fucking no ropes attached i'm gonna climb fucking half dome and he does like do you know and then they like they just want to die or they're willing to like they don't it's not that they want to die they don't value fucking the experience of life here i guess as much as some of us do they're like yeah if i die big fucking deal i'm not in that game all right i'm not playing that shit like i, I don't know call me paranoid weird i'm not ready to leave i got kids and shit i want to stick around i want to kind of just be here I, I like it here you know these guys were like well whatever in the namesake of adventure yeah i'm sure that 19 year old kid that dude probably got so lied to oh uh, he was going he was going along for the ride because it was father's day just go for no shit that's he did he wasn't interested in it he wanted to do a rubik's rubik's cube challenge underwater in the sub as being like the first one to solve the Rubik's cube underwater. But that was it. That was his only, he had no idea how dangerous no. that shit was. They lied to that fucking guy. So hardcore. Can you imagine? They, they, they were, I saw an article that said something like they, they think that they could tell when it started to crack and break down, like they could hear. And then before they knew it, everything was, that was it. They were just, they were dust. It's less than a nanosecond. I, I saw that. It, do you guys know how quick, okay. For, for those of you who don't know, we, we here's what happened with these idiots. They went down there, and they go all the way down to this to the Titanic, which is we all. If you've been paying attention, it's thirteen thousand feet under the surface of the ocean in the North Atlantic, or it's fucking freezing. If you know anything about water and pressure and all that, one gallon of water weighs eight pounds. They were under probably uncountable amount of water, like an infinity, like seriously, like gazillion, if that's even a number, gallons of water. Like they said that the amount of pressure at that surface, that depth, 6,000 pounds of pressure per square inch on your human body. So you take one square inch of your body and apply 6,000 pounds of pressure to it. It's like 800 elephants. That's, that's what you're experiencing from the weight of the water underneath there. And- if you take the normal six foot, like close to 200 pound human body, it's close to 300 square inches. If you do the math, each human body, the pressure they experienced when exposed to that, when that thing gave, was 1.8 million pounds of pressure <laughs> on the one human body. That is crazy. Do you know what that would fucking do to a human body? People think like, oh, they were going to suffocate in there. Fuck that. That th <laughs> They turned into smithereens in like uh. macro seconds dude Gel. the minute that fucking pressure breach happened and there was a crack if you guys know what a vacuum bomb is it like implodes or it's it they said there was like basically being inside of a human like a, a vacuum bomb the inside of it where like 
it takes pain like milliseconds for it to transmit the feeling of pain from when you hit yourself or hurt yourself to the brain. Yes, from the spine of the brain. The minute that pressure breached and it cracked, they didn't even have time to feel it or even realize what was happening or know a fucking thing. They were basically sitting talking and then it was just whoosh, a blur and they were gone. That was it. They didn't like quicker than that. So I have this thing that was actually I got off fucking Facebook, but it was on people were just commenting on it. And this came from a friend of a guy who was in the Navy and was in a submarine for years, like four or five years. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking crazy. But I'll, I'll just read it to you guys. You guys can withstand it. It's not boring at all. It's pretty fucking fascinating and creepy. But basically, he says, he says, I just got to say, I'll admit, I've done some wild and dangerous shit beneath the waves, and there's no way I would have gotten on board that submarine device with that idiot. Normally, any time a submarine is lost, regardless of nationality, every submariner on Earth mourns deeply. We know that, is it submariner or submariner? Submariner. All right, submariner. <laughs> Submarining is a very difficult and dangerous, and and sometimes doing everything right isn't enough. In this case, I can't find any sadness in me about what's happened because it seems like this was their plan all along. You have to take submarining extremely seriously or you die. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, that sounds great. How do you get into this? The owner of the business chose not to buy an emergency beacon that can tell the world where you are. Those start at a few hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, the guy could have bought a few hundred dollar emergency beacon that could have at least told the world where they were, but we obviously found out that wasn't the problem. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They're all over the place now. He had too many things relying on a single power supply, which can and will eventually be lost. Only one source of propulsion that relied on the single source of electrical power, no radio, only the means to send text, also dependent on one power source. So no, crazy. Yeah, no onboard navigation equipment. The navigation relied on an outside vendor that they couldn't even control. Access to it is lost when power is lost. Primary means of, of, of de-ballasting relied on power as well, although it seems they had additional means, including mechanical backup. This leads me to believe that those on board either died quickly and couldn't, and couldn't de-ballast to get to the surface, or they're on the surface, but very likely dead by now. This was before they knew that the shit imploded, but this is what he's talking about, what can happen. Sure, it would be different if they brought that emergency beacon. No means of escape or ventilation on the surface. They were bolted and torqued in from the outside outside another brilliant idea but then again like when you're going to those depths you can't really have a door no non-destructive testing on the hull to your point brian and no effort was made to certify the viewing window can withstand a depth greater than 4300 feet that's a brilliant move yeah fuck it the viewing window glass it's not gonna give no problem can handle that like that's just so fucking stupid to me it says this one is a doozy okay now listen a whole breach or failure of the viewing window at, at at a depth would result in an experience literally like being inside of a vacuum bomb while it goes off mm. everything that can be vaporized will be vaporized by the near instant increase in pressure which causes an increase in temperature it was a fireball yeah, no. So listen to the, listen to the cool. science behind the shit. Everything that can be vaporized will be vaporized by the near instant increase in pressure, which causes an increase in temperature. And this only takes microseconds to get to the point of total lethality. You would think that this would be important enough to do non-destructive testing on the hull and certify the window for the depth that you are going. Former director of the company was fired and even sued for insisting these actions be done. An industry newsletter 
called the company out for putting their customers in grave danger and setting a bad precedent that could be detrimental for the entire industry. The owner's response was to insist that safety standards are obstacles to innovation. No, suicide's been around for years, dude. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's like, That's crazy. And then he failed to innovate a way to do a uh, to do a NTD on the hull, or to innovate a hull with materials or design where NTD standards uh, already exist. I spoke with a friend at a different company who told me they do NTD on their carbon fiber hull successfully. So all four technicians on board completing mission tasks were the paying customers. Yeah, it seems to me that the plan all along was to die in the ocean. I'm quite frankly surprised it didn't happen during their initial sea trip. Trials, but this was 100% preventable and even 100% inevitable if they insist on doing it like this. 250000 per ticket and they can't afford an emergency beacon or a radio system with a toad antenna or backup power source. The ironic thing here is that this, is the, this was the stinginess combined with the hubris that sunk the Titanic in the first place. Mm. They marketed it as unsinkable, even though they didn't pay to make the bilge compartments watertight. That's what it was. But yeah, just the whole idea of the pressure breach in that fucking thing. Yeah. The amount of pressure that they were under. If there's a pinhole, like a balloon, it's going to expand and pop with them inside of it. And that's basically what happened. Something gave way and that fucking... I, they said they lost contact like an hour and a half into it. They're saying now I read that they think that's when the thing imploded. Yeah. Basically, halfway down, that fucking something cracked and they just turned into dust. And then they had to use all those extended resources just to be able to like search for them. Oh, yeah. These <laughs> Absolutely fucking stupid. Putting their lives at risk, probably. Oh, yeah. Let's go looking for these fucking morons. And then <laughs> and then here's the, the best part. This is so typical of our world. That's why it doesn't shock me at all. There Wasn't there a refugee boat of 300 fucking people that just sank off the coast of Greece the same week? Yeah. Nobody said Nobody a said fucking thing. <laughs> Everyone cares about billionaires for some reason. What the fuck is wrong with people? Uh, you know how this thing... You know, there was a funny thing that said, like, that the reason this thing fucking failed was because they didn't test it on poor people first it was like on the onion or it was an onion yeah. article it's like so reason for breach of the fucking submersible was because they didn't test it on poor people first oh, which is good i have a solution for that hey this is a message to any billionaires out there if you want to commit suicide and you're willing to pay 250 grand to kill yourself I'm your fucking guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not joking. I'll fucking take you out for like 25 bucks. I need the money. 250 grand. I'll inject you with insulin. I'll hit you in the back of the skull with a baseball bat. You want to fucking die and you want to pay a quarter of a million dollars. Hit me up. DM me. Reach me on here. Comment below. I need the fucking dough. Why would you do that? Why would you? You're going to. Oh, hey, don't give it to a fucking another billionaire that you're going to die with. Yeah, fucking give it to me, dude. I'll fuck you up. That would be great. And I would take pleasure in stripping you down. Never mind. I can go to jail for this. But do you get what I'm saying? You know what pisses me off, too, about this is just the, like it said earlier, like the hubris, the ego, the fucking mm -hmm. the, the, the entitlement of like, hey, I'm just going to fucking risk death, 250 grand. No big fucking deal. There's people like me. I've had type 1 diabetes since I was eight years old. I've probably spent between insurance, me, my parents, co-payments, what the insurance paid out, 
well over 250 grand just trying to fucking stay alive here on earth on the surface with breathable <laughs> air and these fucking pricks are like yeah fuck it instead of like doing <laughs> charity work all this other shit he just fucking goes i'm gonna go kill myself it's always funny because they highlighted this guy was he a, i'm sure he was a, a philanthropist right yeah he came from money he came for money, but was he good with it? Because uh, if he was a prick with it and he never did anything for anybody no. or fucking did anything, then good, fuck him. Yeah. But if he was, but it, you he know, wanted to be the first person to reach Mars. He wanted to be the first person to reach Mars. Yeah. Well, you you went the other way, dude. You fucking you went into the other unexplored area and fucking exploded. Ugh, you know God. what I mean? The the thing that I don't get is why two fifty? Why not five hundred? Why not a million? Where did they get that number? Yeah, where did they get that number? Quarter of a million. I don't know. Is that the cost for the liability? Like, you're going to die, dude. Like, you know, you should have given that money. I mean, I just, I don't know. The whole thing fucking blows my mind. Not like it blew theirs, but fucking, you know, <laughs> seriously. They literally fucking got vaporized. Uh, like, that whole thing about how the, the pressure, the instant increase of the pressure raises the temperature to, like, leave that. Like, you basically melt within macroseconds. Yeah, they didn't even know what happened. They had to have cameras, right? Like, they had to have I cell know, phones I or, or cameras. Wanna, it was all turned off. They didn't have a... Dude, that thing was running on a fucking uh, video game controller. Did you see that yeah. shit? It was literally controlled with like an Xbox three bought at a fucking swap meet. Like they're like, oh, oh, this is these things actually work great. I don't know everything about that, dude. Well, to to be fair, is uh, the most uh, remote control operations for the military are done with like those kind of controllers, like Xbox and Logitech controllers. So it's I know, it's not it uncommon, seems- but it just looks silly. It. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm not doing that. I'm out. You're you're controlling shit. That's stupid. That's like driving your car with a fucking remote. You're like, oh, I'm just going to sit. Look at this. It's fuck. I don't have to put my hands on it. It's like a video game now. You know, that's what the world's turned it into. They have a video game control remote. Everything that moves and coordinates and communicates with the outside world from a vessel they're welded into is on one power source alone. There's so much that could have gone wrong and so many safety red flags by other industry people that were just like, this thing is a fucking death trap. And they just said, ah, fuck it. Let's do it. (laughs) Like they knew they were going to die. This was a kamikaze mission, dude. Boom, Maverick. But to the dumbest shit possible. The Titanic. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Things sunk over a hundred years ago. No one cares, dude. Except say, apparently a bunch of fucking idiots. Guy <laughs> wanted to go to Mars. He says. I heard too that it was um, the vacuum uh, implosion at one atmosphere pressure. One atmospheric pressure was. Do you have that? There's a that video you have that you were showing earlier. Anyway, yeah. The vacuum implosion at one. Uh, there's the video Brian played earlier at one uh, atmospheric pressure, folded that entire fucking steel like railroad tanker mm-hmm. in seconds, just block like crumbled. That was at <laughs> one. The Titan sub was at three hundred seventy five. Three hundred seventy five times yeah. what you saw in that video is, is what happened to that fucking those people. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, what? I mean, they could have they could have visited the sister ship, the Britannic. That's they could have just watched it on TV on Discovery Channel like the rest of us. Below the and surface. slammed a big bunch of heroin and died that way. I bet that would have been a lot funner. <laughs> you know, put yourself in a cardboard box at home. Go watch a video of the Titanic. Some uh, wreck. You know what I mean? Like 
There's YouTube videos of the wreckage of the Titanic. Yeah. Sit inside a car wash or something inside the gas station and watch that shit. It's bigger than a portal. Shoot some heroin, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about submerging myself anyway. <laughs> Some of the dumbest shit I ever heard. I don't know how good that was. It was just, I thought it was just fascinating how they got disintegrated. It was like fucking. If you, it is fascinating. That's my favorite. Boba Fett was my favorite about Bounty Hunter because he had the disintegration gun. Remember that shit in Star Wars? Oh, yeah. No yeah. disintegrations. He fucking, boom, they just evaporate him. That's what, that, that's what happened vaporizer, to those fucking. Yeah. It was a vaporizer. Um, okay, moving on. We got uh, Rob Manfred, our favorite idiot, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. We got the news about Rob. Rob has retracted and said now, what, two, three years after the discovery that the Houston Astros cheated? And everyone knew that. Why the fuck aren't the players, the guys that pulled the actual trigger, why are they not being punished? The manager, the general manager, the team got fined $5 million. Ooh, like That was the weakest shit ever. None of the players got punished, and everyone was pissed about it. And the baseball commissioner kept his job. It was not a big deal. That's why he's hated by tons of people. Mm. Uh, fans, owners don't like him. It's like one, I don't know why he's still around, but um, he recently came out and said that he thinks... He was too soft, and he should have went after players. But he had a problem with getting them to speak uh, because you know he had to promise them immunity, or they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about the cheating. He should have fucking nailed him anyway. He's a piece of shit, and he this guy has no honor anyway. He should have just told him that and then crawfished like most prosecutors do, and flipped <laughs> on him and fucking sent him away. But he didn't. Now he's he's saying that he regrets not being harder or or hammering him on because he's worried that. People aren't going to fucking worry anymore about cheating, taking them serious. And it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. They, they definitely don't anymore because you made it basically like, what's the punishment? They're not going to get suspended. It's not going to affect their career. So now he's coming out with this article saying that he wishes he would have been harder on the players. He would have suspended players, fined players, you know, which is what all of us thought from day one. This guy's a fucking Yahoo. Now he's all tied in with the A's owner fucking trying to move him. Mm-mm. Do you guys, did you see that shit, Brian? Did you guys see that the Oakland A's did a reverse boycott and they yeah, got like 30,000 cool. fans out to the Coliseum to show them that they fucking have fans and that they're loyal and they went out there and just did it and now it's back to... It's all for nothing. It was all for nothing because they're going to move anyway. But uh, I feel bad, man. Oakland's trying, but it's too late, guys. You're you're like, the, you're lost at sea. You're 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 about to implode. I think your ship's about yeah. to the window is about to breach and the pressure's going up. But um <laughs> anyway, with Manfred, he's a fucking idiot. They asked Dave Roberts though, because the Dodgers are the team that got fucking hosed by the cheating scandal. And uh let's see what Dave Roberts had to say. Any thoughts on what Manfred come, came out and said about he had regrets on how he handled that, kind of botching it? Um well, I, I think I can appreciate the fact that uh, he admitted that he would have done things differently. I think that any anyone um, that's in any type of leadership role, uh, you're going to have to make decisions. And, you know, some of them you're going to wish you had back. And that's just part of life. Do you want to miss an opportunity to send more of a message by not punishing players when that all came out? Um, you know what? I, I don't think it's beneficial for me to talk about that. I, I think that he said it pretty clearly that 
um, he might have done things differently as far as how he handled the players. I wanted to ask you about if you read Bill's column today about how the fans should not forget what happened and they should be on the Astros uh, this evening. Um, I didn't read Bill's column. I hope he forgives me. Um, I think that's fine. He's going to write uh, pieces like that. So, uh, you know, if you're a Dodger fan, I, I absolutely understand the skill, the heart, the, uh, you know, the. Uh, how you feel about that. I, I absolutely understand that. So uh, as long as they're rooting for us and, uh, you know, being boisterous with those guys, I think it uh, adds to the whole thing. Again. What a non-answer. Dave Roberts is the boringest <laughs> fucking guy out there. He is, dude. Like, I, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to get into this little topic. Dave Roberts is a problem, I think. You know, mm. I, I like Dave Roberts as a person. He seems like a very, like, nice guy, personal guy. I don't know yeah. that I would want to hang out with him. He doesn't seem very fun, but he's just, you know what I mean? Like, he's a nice guy, and the players like him, respect him. But I'm telling you, as a Major League Baseball manager, it's a business, right? Baseball is a business. We see heartbreak all the time. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but, like, they give Dave Roberts too much credit for being a good manager because, well, look at all the winning. The Dodgers win every year. They have a winning record. They've won 10 Western Division titles or whatever. I would trade in every single one of those Western Division titles as a Dodger fan for one legitimate World Series. Yeah. The money and the roster that Dave Roberts has been given to work with every fucking year that he's been there, pretty fucking outstanding. Like the fact that he hasn't won like any World Series, really. I mean, you had the 2020 shortened year, and granted, no other team fucking did it, so uh, kudos to the Dodgers. Good job. But a full season, and they got hosed in 2017 like we were just talking about with the Astros. That was bullshit. But honestly... In 10 years with the rosters he's been given and the everything that's been pretty much at his disposal, I feel like the Dodgers should have at least three world championships. Am I wrong? Guys, am I fucking wrong? The teams the Dodgers have had over the last 10 years, they should have at least three rings, three legitimate World Series rings. And why don't they? I'll tell you right now exactly why. Dave Roberts. Mm -hmm. Well, how did they get there? It was all Roberts. No, it wasn't. That was pure talent. Dave Roberts is calling the shots. How many times, Dodger fans, have you seen Dave Roberts go out and pull a pitcher that was hot? Because the numbers said so. It's the third time through the lineup. After the sixth inning, his, his the average against him goes up. He was at 75 pitches, and we got a long season ahead of us. I felt at the time that the matchup wasn't right, and I felt the matchup was better with this guy or that guy. I'm putting in this pitcher in the seventh. The starter's only at 82 pitches. Um, I need to save him for the season. And then he pulls him out and the bullpen gives it up. And we all fucking knew it was going to happen. Like, how many times have I looked at my friends and been like, what is Roberts doing right now? Is yeah. he not seeing what we're seeing? Like... Where is this fucking guy? And I he's think he's not it, good in pressure pressure situations. He's terrible. I he, I think he micromanages to death. I think a lot of people still think Andrew Friedman's calling the shots. I don't think that's the case anymore. I know Don Mattingly said some shit to that. Like I think they're still calling the shots in there, and I don't play that way, which was good. But I think they're past that. I just think Dave Roberts, you know, and he has so many excuses. There's injuries. What it is is Dave becomes friends with these guys. Yeah, like he was with Kenley Jansen. He set Kenley Jansen up for failure so much that's what i mean yeah. by he's a bad manager he puts his players in situations to fail 
Like he doesn't set them up to succeed. He puts them in there based on what they tell him. Like Kenley Jansen's a prime example. That guy should have not been closing the last couple of years of Dodgers. It was apparent that he had kind of lost it. Roberts kept running him out there. And I'm sorry, they, they blew some big games in the playoffs having Jansen come in in certain situations. Or... Uh, the starter was hot and they took him out too early because Dave was worried about pitch count. It's like, this is the postseason. They're fucking professionals. It's a starter, a veteran like Kershaw, who's at like 84 pitches. It's like he can get two more outs, have him finish out the seventh, you know, because you don't have a bullpen. And then he would fucking bring in some bullpen guy. Next thing you know, a walk, a hit batter, a two-run double, and the game's gone. You know, I just, I don't understand it. He, and here's the other thing. If you guys are no baseball here, one thing that every successful team has done and does successfully when they win is they know how to manage their bullpen. The Mm. bullpen wins and loses world championships. Absolutely. It's the relieving core that shuts the game down the last few innings. And if you have a shit bullpen, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And the Dodgers have had great bullpens, great arms down there. I think they've been misused, put in in the wrong situations to face the wrong hitters, the wrong innings, all based on Dave Roberts' just hunches. It's like the guy can't read the fucking room. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know who's hot, who's not. He has faith in the wrong people because he had a great lunch with them that day. Like, that's the shit he says in interviews. I've, I've talked and I just have this feeling that he's, he's ready. I just, I can feel it. He's at that level. And it's like, no, he's not. The rest of us are watching him going, he has no confidence. This guy (laughs) sucks. What are you seeing that we're not? And it's the friendship shit. He's a pussy. He's not a manager. Like, you know, he's like a friend. And he has too much faith in the wrong people. He just sets them up for failure. He cannot manage a bullpen, and that's why the Dodgers are struggling already this year. They have the same arms, same talent. They can't seem to find it because Roberts puts guys in in the worst possible scenarios. He mixes them up. He does this bullpen by committee shit. So there's not one guy that feels strong about, this is my role. I'm the closer. I've shut down the ninth inning, period. And that's what do baseball players need ego. They need confidence. They need to feel like I can do this shit because it's all mental, dude. You know? And he doesn't assign anybody positions. Like, you're the closer. You're the setup guy. You're our fucking specialist. Lefty specialist. Nothing. He's just like, "Uh, well, this guy's rested. I trust his stuff today. It's like, why are you putting that guy back out there? He's been getting roped lately. And he does it constantly so anytime the Dodgers lose like now when they get the lead seventh eighth inning sixth inning and the starters cruising the offense is hitting and he takes them out it's like you're basically flipping a coin going okay it's like you watch and you know as a fan you're like this guy should come in then this guy then that guy because they're arrested he does this he does well go for it and then he does the complete opposite and they lose it starts to make you feel like you should be managing, you know, like like you're this, that smart because you're like, this guy's a fucking moron. And I know we're all armchair quarterbacks. We sit here and say shit, but I'm telling you with certainty, Dodger fans, I think a lot of you will agree. A lot of you still like Roberts. I'm done with the guy. Yeah. I wanted a guy, you know, he's a great baseball Eight manager too long. and he's already proving it by coming into a shithouse team like Texas is Bruce Bochy, mm, the yeah, Giants yeah. old manager. I wanted him to manage the Dodgers so fucking bad. He was great with San Francisco. He was great in San Diego. And you know why? And I've heard this a lot is catchers. Bruce Bochy was like an all-star catcher. Those guys know how to handle pitchers, pitching staffs, obviously. 
and bullpens. Like they can manage bullpens. And look at Bochy, what he did with the Giants. They weren't full of extraordinary talent. He yeah. knew where who to put in where, what situations, who was rested, who needed it, who didn't need it. They were the wild card team twice. He fucking out chessed them. He outmatched them by yeah. using his bullpen tools, who was great and who could handle who. Dave Roberts cannot do that to save his fucking life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's not the offense. It's not the starters. It's not the execution. Sometimes it is the players, and it usually is the players not performing, but I'm telling you right now, there is a job as a manager. That's why they get paid the big bucks. You need to manage egos. You need to have chemistry. You need to figure out who's right for what situations. You need to put them in to succeed. When do You know, got to know when to fold them, know when to fucking hold them, fold them, the whole nine. And Dave Roberts sucks. He gets into this fucking card poker World Series every year and fucking gets dropped. Nobody understood. Wait a minute. Where's Blake Trinan? Where's fucking this guy? Where's that guy? It was it's the playoffs. It's no one's tired in the playoffs. You're fucking ready to go. Yeah. And he like I remember that. He put in Ryan Madsen and everyone's like, this guy? We've had him for like three weeks. Yeah. Who the fuck's this guy? And he gets roped. He gets fucking crushed. He gives up like four runs, I think. It was just unbelievable. I can't I That's just one, dude, of so many of Dave Roberts' debaucheries and it's uh, like he wanted I don't the know. Red Sox to win or yeah, something. Yeah, dude. Look at Curtis. I was like, fuck. So as a Dodger fan, I think most people of you pay attention to the Dodgers and you want, oh, what's going on with them? Or yeah, they're they're the Atlanta Braves. Like they get to the, the World Series or the playoffs every year and then choke. It's not the players, it's Dave Roberts. Yeah. You I'm telling you right now, I'm a firm believer in that. Like I sometimes usually I it's not the men, the players are it is, but it's this in this case, after just a decade of watching this guy operate, and like I said, I do like him, but I get it's I just question what he does so much that it's it's not like a scapegoat. Really watch him and see what he does. He's he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing in big moments. A guy like Bruce Bochy does, Dusty Baker does, you know, they, they kind of know how to do it. Well, that's not true. Dusty's kind of notorious. <laughs> no, really, he is. Dusty's kind of got a rep as getting to the big moment and fucking blowing it. Kind of like, uh, what was the Bill Parcells? Or was Parcells? No, Parcells was the opposite. He just went and every, every he was like Bochy. Everywhere he went, he won. And those guys are like the drummers of yeah. the field. You know, they, they know everything that's going on with well, everything. Yeah, they have like to. A, the catchers are absolutely, they're, they're like the rhythm sections. They keep the beat. Like, I'll tell you what, from being in a band, uh, I was a drummer and the bass player could miss a note here or there and I could hear it. No mm. one else out there dancing could hear it. Guitar player could miss a little riff, a little lead singer could say something. Doesn't matter. If the drummer's off beat, the whole room stops. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? Like, you miss one beat, one thing, you suddenly you're off for a second. Whoop, it's like a skip in the record. That's the same thing, like, with catchers, managers. Like, you know, that's why I said they're very similar. Like, a lot of old catchers make good managers because they see the game. They see from behind what's going on. They're, they're, they're calling the shots. They are the quarterback. It's not the pitcher. The catcher is the one, the point guard, the quarterback. They're the one running the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're calling the pitch. Is. They're making the play. They're telling the defense where to set, you know, because where we're pitching them. They do. They know how to manage. They know who's good, who's got good stuff, whose stuff is working, whose stuff plays well. Like, you know what I mean? Dave Roberts should start listening to Will Smith. Well, Brian, I think that's all we got today. That's all we got? Yeah. All Edit right. this so it looks good. I'll try. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That was our uh, shot for the day. And we'll see you uh, on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great uh, week. See you next time. Here's a little Lenny for you. Nails uh, coming at you from... uh
behind New Jersey Mike's with my damn big jar thing I broke. New Jersey so Mike's? Check it. Nails, the teeth, I took them out because of the sub. It's a good sub, but it's kind of hard, so I um, I left them in the restaurant and whatever, the Mike's, and they're here. <laughs> Me and Big John are going after it, and guess what? Nails never fails. The teeth will be back. I nails out from somewhere in New Jersey.